Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. P with Mr. P Explorers, and if you are tuning in right now, you are back for yet another episode of Mr. P's Tales from the Road. Uh, how are we all doing out there today? I hope everybody's well. Uh, meanwhile, here in Cleveland, it's another odd spring day. Uh, March has definitely come in, I guess, like a lamb, so I'm assuming at some point it's going to go out like a lion, which means we're going to get dumped on with some snow at some point before April. Uh, I'm hoping not, but... Uh, you know, if, if you follow those superstitions, that's the way it's looking here. But uh, I'm not complaining. All right, it's been beautiful here in Cleveland. We've had a couple great weekends. Uh, great to get out and explore. Uh, just this past weekend, in fact, I had uh, had some friends from Pittsburgh come up, and we had a splendid time here in, in, on the North Coast, just kind of wandering around and doing our thing. But uh, wherever you're at out there, hope you're having a good week. Um, I, I, I'm going to kind of rib my folks up there in Detroit. I know you guys have gotten some snow, and usually that's uh, that's usually what we get down here. So uh, for once, the tables have turned. Uh, it has been a very crazy week here. I know I say that a lot, um, especially this time of year. As you guys know, I teach, and it's just a very wacky, crazy, insane thing to do. Uh, but uh, this week's been especially nuts. Um, and uh, I'm actually recording this on Wednesday night. Usually I don't do this until Thursday. Um the end of the week here is going to be especially brutal because we have, uh, sadly, we had a death in my girlfriend's family, and we will be dealing with a wake tomorrow and, and funeral and all that. So uh, I'm doing this a little bit early because uh, it just uh, we have some family things to attend to this week. So it's, uh, you know, it's been one of those weeks. But uh, hopefully wherever you're at, things are fantastic. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, things are, are, as I've told you guys in a couple past episodes, things are starting to gel together here for uh, a trip to New Orleans uh, over my spring break. I'm getting very excited for that. We're going to travel down to the, uh, the mouth of the Mississippi and see some abandoned structures there. Uh, in particular, of course, Six Flags, uh, which has been on my bucket list forever. Uh, so, you know, uh, as long as no gators nab us while we're uh, marching through the wet swamp there, we should be okay. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I've been waiting for this for, for as long as I've been, been doing this, so uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, today I, I wanted to talk to you guys about um, the, the, the focus of our stories today will be a city um, that I've been to multiple times that, that always reminds me of home whenever I go there. Today I'm going to tell some stories from Buffalo, New York. Um, I've had the... Um, opportunity to meet a couple people, some great people from Buffalo, and I've been there multiple times to do some explores, and uh, it, it never disappoints, so I figured today, uh, I don't think I've ever really focused on Buffalo, so why not tell some stories from Buffalo? Uh, normally, uh, as you guys know, I, I usually have some kind of outline. Like, I usually, I've, be, being an over-preparer, right, I'm kind of an you know, OCD when it comes to having everything prepared for a show. Uh, I've got, you know, this outline ready to go. Um, I didn't have that much time to do that this week simply because of everything going on. So I'm going to kind of wing it. Uh, I, did, I did manage to get a little bit of history on some of these locations, a little bit. Um, it's not usually my usual, so bear with me. Uh, hopefully it'll all turn out well anyway. All right. Um, it's just one of those weeks, so, uh, we'll, we'll dig in and see how it goes. All right, um, so, Buffalo. What, what to say about Buffalo? Buffalo, I love going to Buffalo, um, Buffalo, New York, right there on the eastern end of Lake Erie. Just a rock, uh, you know, a, a rock's toss across from, uh, from Canada, uh, not that far from Niagara Falls. Uh, it is very similar to my home of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, if you have ever been to either city, you will notice the similarity instantly. Uh, very similar in its makeup, very similar in the way things are. Um, 
just the streets, the just the, just the makeup of the people. It's very very similar. You know, Rust Belt city, same size, same uh, kind of. It's just you know, they're very similar. Uh, so whenever I go to Buffalo, it feels like I'm 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 not really going somewhere different. I'm kind of going someplace that's very much the same, right? Kind of like home. Um, and like Cleveland, they have many, many, many abandoned industrials, which you guys know are my favorites. So anytime I ever go to Buffalo, uh, I am sure to check out all of their industrial uh, abandoned buildings. Um, I, I have a couple I want to talk about. Uh, I've, I've been going there since 2018. Uh, first time I ever went there uh, was with a friend of mine. Um, I had just gotten my D300, my Nikon D300. I, have n- I had no idea what I was doing with this thing, no clue at all. Um, and so you can imagine uh, shooting everything on JPEG and shooting everything at ISO 400 and you know just not having any clue what I was doing. Um, the shots did not turn out well, but it was a start. Uh, I had fun anyway. Um, I've been back multiple times since then, but uh, you know, yeah, none of these are in any order. I'm just going to talk about some of these places and just some of the things that happened while we were there and a little bit of the history on each place. Uh, one of my favorite places of all time. Uh, to go and explore, because you could spend hours at this place, is the Buffalo Central Terminal. All right, Buffalo Central Terminal is this huge Art Deco complex uh, located uh, just east of downtown, right along their main rail line. Huge, huge facility, right? This huge terminus, you know, like, like in between, basically between, uh, you know, Chicago and, and New York City. This huge station. Um, great place to explore. Uh, I got a little history for you guys on that. Uh, it actually opened in, in 1929 uh, and served over 200 trains and uh, 10,000 passengers daily. That's that's daily, okay? That's not in a week. That's not in a month. That's daily. All right, 200 trains is a lot of trains. Um, like I said, it's an Art Deco an Art Deco design. Um, it was. It's on all, all the different state registers of historical places. Right? It's been on all of those national, local, uh, all that. Um, Closed in 1979, um, but it's still a huge piece of history, still a piece of uh, you know, transportation infrastructure. Uh, it's, it's definitely an icon of the city. Uh, luckily, the main tower um, has been saved to a degree. Uh, if, if you check out the website, you'll see like the main, it's, it's very iconic, this big tower, right? I'm assuming it was a hotel at one point, and where you bought your tickets and all that, and then you walked out to the concourse uh, from there. But uh, that is actually being rebuilt, uh, remodeled, renovated as we speak um, out there. It's, it's a beautiful building. Uh, if you're ever in Buffalo, I recommend you check it out. It's, it's, it's kind of set up in this weird uh, circular, um, I, don't, I don't know what you would call it, not, not a roundabout, but this huge opening where all these streets kind of converge. It's like this big, giant, circular roundabout area, and the terminal is off of that. And uh, you can't miss it. It's just it's grand building. I I really hope at some point uh, Buffalo is able to completely renovate that and restore that to its original glory, you know, and uh, you know make it what it was back in the day. Um, I know the the volunteers that are working on it now are working hard to do that, but being volunteers, they you know they only have so much time and so much money to do that. Um, it's in the Broadway Fillmore neighborhood. If you're looking it up, all right, it's a really cool place. Um, and they bought that in 1997. So uh, it, it's it, <laughs> when I found this out, I couldn't buy it. I was like, this is that big? 12.5 acres. All right, 12.5 acres. Um, this place has a lot of abandoned areas in it still. Even though the, the main building is closed off and sealed off and you can't get into it without permission. Uh, and I guess they do do tours there once in a while. 
but the rest of the complex is still open and available to explore um, at your own risk, of course. You're not really supposed to be there. All right, but, um, you know, whatever. Uh, so uh, the, 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 one of the things you'll notice right off the road there is this giant freight complex, right? A freight uh, freight um, platform, huge uh, freight, freight platform uh, where they would have brought in... Uh, I'm assuming mail and uh, anything that wasn't passengers, right? Uh, and, and, and they've taken on all the tracks, but you can actually go down into the actual um, the bays where these train cars used to come in, and just these long lines, long lines, you know, into, into the horizon. You can't see the end of the platform from one end. That's how far down it goes. Uh, and it's all overgrown. It's got trees growing through it. And, and in the summertime, the greenery is everywhere. So it's, it's very surreal to be in this giant freight platform um if you go upstairs in that freight platform there's a similar you know a long long hallway one of the one of the best hallways ever to shoot uh you start at one end and it just kind of disappears into the horizon you can't see the end of it that's how long this hallway is um you know one of those great hallways full of decay and everything's all smashed up there um there's an old safe on that floor like if you go uh, halfway down there's a, a room and if you go into the room there's this giant old rusting safe there it's open wide open there's nothing in it but uh, i'm assuming at one point it was for important papers you know that kind of thing um my favorite part of the freight terminal there is this giant tree growing through the floor and out one of the windows um and just to kind of give you an idea, this place has been closed since 70, the late 70s, so 40-some years, almost 50 years, this tree has been growing. And the crazy thing about this tree growing is that it is growing out of the second floor. It doesn't. It's not growing from the first floor. It's growing out of the dirt and debris on the second floor. So the roots are all, like, into the building, right? And it's growing out outside it's it's an amazing tree it's really cool it grows kind of like it kind of has swallowed part of the wall as it goes out out the window it's really cool um but uh you know the freight platform is just the beginning if you go out down into the yard past the main building um you will see the the old passenger platforms are still there uh where the amtraks would have come in uh, and there's i want to say a dozen of them all lined up with uh you know the, the covered platforms um all Art Deco, all amazing. But uh, you, know, you could see where the train, the tracks used to come in and, and uh, the Amtrak would have stopped and you would have gotten off. And there are these cool ramps that go up to a, a uh, an overhead terminal, this big, giant, arched terminal indoors. Uh, these ramps would have gone, these, these covered ramps would have gone up and that's where you would have waited for your trains. Um, you know, departing, arriving, whatever. You would have waited for passengers or waited for your train to come. That's where you would have waited. This big, giant, open area. The archwork is amazing. It's all brick. And if you catch it at the right time, if you catch it at golden hour, oh, my God, beautiful, right? Uh, and the funny thing, the, the really cool thing about about this place is if you, if you go back, there's an old movie with Burt Reynolds and his mustache and its full 80s glory, right? Burt Reynolds. Uh, in his younger days, uh, he was in a movie with Goldie Hawn. All right, it's called Best Friends. It was done in 1982. It was filmed on location at that terminal. Um, it had already been closed for a couple years, but they used it for filming. So you know, it was still looking and it was still in pretty good shape. Um, but they get off the train on the platforms. You see them go up the ramp. It says two two trains on it. You know, they they they're walking up this ramp. I'm like we've been there. Um, 
you, you see Bert like like hauling all of this luggage, you know, through the, the concourse, this big this big arched concourse. It's really cool. So if you ever if you get a chance to look on YouTube, look up uh, Burt Reynolds Best Friends um, <sighs> Buffalo Terminal, and and the whole videos there. That that, that stretch has been recorded. It's, it's pretty neat. Uh, so that's one of my favorite places of all time to go and just explore uh, is, is, is the Central Terminal. I need to go back. There's all kinds of underground tunnels there and all kinds of nooks and crannies that I know I've missed. And uh, I've, I've had an invite from some of the Buffalo guys to come out this summer and do that. I'm definitely going to be there for that. We need waiters. It's all flooded. So I'll be buying some waiters and some extra lighting. But uh, I think it'll be worth it, right? Uh, what else? Uh, let's talk about Wonder Bread. All right, I'm, I'm sure we've all had Wonder Bread, right? Cheap, cheapo bread of our childhood, right? Peanut butter and jelly on Wonder Bread. Um, one of their main facilities was located in Buffalo. You know, it's a bakery. Um, the building there was built in 1923. It was this huge industrial icon of the east side of Buffalo. Uh, and, uh, you know, while it was operational, it made uh, Hostess brand snacks, all right? Anything by Hostess. I'm assuming Ho-Ho's, that kind of thing. Um... First floor had these massive ovens, all right? And the whole neighborhood, according to the story, would smell like bread. Imagine living in that area and just smelling fresh baked bread every day. But the building is the building is this, this big hulk. It's this big hulk of an old building, very dark inside until you get to the upper floors. Um, some of the old ovens are still there, although most of it's been scrapped out. You can still find pieces, parts here and there. Um, but it's, it's a really cool building. And, and the best part about Wonder Bread, if you go there, uh, if you climb to the top floor, uh, is the roof. Because on the roof, of course, is the iconic, uh, the giant letters on the edge of the building that's spelled out at one point, Wonder Bread. All right, if you look, if you go up to the roof, of course, they're all backwards. But uh, at one point, you could shoot the entire, you know, the entire Wonder Bread sign from the back. Uh, most of those letters are gone now. I want to say half of them are gone. They've fallen off or broken or been stolen or whatever. Um, but if you catch it on the, on, on right day and it's, it's rained recently, you've got puddles up there and you can actually shoot the wonder bread sign and get the reflection. It's amazing. Uh, wonder bread is a cool place to wander. I, it, it definitely, when you walk in, it's got that fresh smell of bando, right? You walk in there and it's just you, that whiff of, uh, that whiff of mildew and, and rot and decay, um, you know, it's one of those dark, <laughs> dark, mysterious places. Not a lot of air flowing through there, so you get that 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 smell. Uh, now, a true story. All right, we were at Wonder Bread the first time. The first time I was there, I want to say 2019. All right, we had gone up. It was uh, springtime, so r- roughly this time of year, we had gone up, and uh, we were in the on the first floor, and it was very very dark. We had our flashlights out, and as we're walking around, you know, all you can smell is that abandoned building smell we all know so well, right? And out of nowhere, and for no good reason that I can ever figure out, I smelled distinctly the smell of fresh, fresh bread. Like, not just a hint, but like, like full blast, like, like it was like a time machine, like venting air from the past in at me. I, and just, just in a small little area, right? It smelled like a bakery in there. It smelled amazing. It did not smell like the nastiness that we were used to smelling. It smelled like bread. You know, and then we went, you know, 10 feet and it was gone, completely gone. And we could never catch that whiff again. So I, it was this ghostly smell of bread at Wonder Bread. So I can't explain that. You know, my buddy and I both smelled it. We could never, we could never figure out what the hell was going on with that. So um, to this day, I don't know if it was like, you know, just a, a, a little bit of energy left behind where we smelled that. I don't know if it was my imagination, although he, I don't, he smelled it too. So I, I don't know. 
it's kind of a cool little mystery. Uh, something I'll never forget being in that building. Um, but uh, I, we walked out of the building and we were accosted by one of the neighbors. I'll never forget this guy. This 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 dude comes walking up and we're like, oh shit, here we go. You know, this guy's gonna give you know gonna give us trouble. And uh, he walks up and just like, what are you doing in that building over there? We're like mm, taking pictures. And he all of a sudden he was he was interested in hearing our story. He wanted to know all about it. You know, well, what's in there and what you guys see and uh, had this huge story with this local guy, Luther. The guy's name was Luther. All right, Luther was asking us all kinds of questions, and uh, we couldn't get away from him. We were there for like a half hour talking to Luther about, you know, uh, how the neighbors hope somebody buys it and renovate it, and uh, you know, he wanted to know what was in there. I'm like, well, why don't you go in and, and see? Um, so I hope Luther's doing well wherever he's at. Uh, he seemed like a pretty nice guy. Um, so, you know, that's Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread is a fantastic place to go and wander. I need to go back maybe someday and hopefully soon and, and reshoot that. Mm. Excuse me. A little drink here. Um, so let's talk next about Lackawanna Steel. Uh, you guys know me. You know I'm, I love a good steel mill. I love a good industrial. Sorry, let me swallow my ice there. Uh, Lackawanna Steel, um, was this huge American steel company that, uh, you know, started in 1840. Um, it was uh, part of Bethlehem Steel um, all the way up into 83. Uh, it was started by the Scranton family, uh, and it started you know, started off in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and eventually uh, Lackawanna Steel moved to, the, to, to Buffalo uh, and actually built, actually founded the city of Lackawanna. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Lackawanna Mine, I believe, is, is, is in PA. Um, so they, they, they actually built a town from scratch, a company town, kind of like Gary, all right? And they, they moved all their operations to this little town south of Buffalo, and uh, it's still there today. Well, the steel mill is, is not in use anymore. Um, and that was in 1902. So the, the company town's been there since 1902. Um, now... In more recent times, obviously, Lackawanna Steel closed. I, I didn't. I was not able to get the date. I know it was probably a good 20, 30 years ago when it closed. I want to say it was in the 80s, uh, mid to late 80s. Uh, it closed down, you know, like everything else did. All the other steel mills in, in, in the country were closing down. Uh, Lackawanna was no different. Uh, and, of course, it sat there empty for years, uh, rusting and rotting away. Um, I was able to go there back in 2020 during the pandemic. I came up to Buffalo. Uh, it was right before Christmas time. I hung out with uh, Ghost Town Jake, and we uh, wandered on over there. We parked our car uh, off property and walked across what would have been the old parking lot. Right, and it was covered with like maybe like maybe five inches of snow. Right, all the weeds and trees that had grown through it. Uh, you could still see the pavement, but it was like just overgrown. Um, in the summertime, it's probably completely green. But uh, in the wintertime, it was, you could still see the pavement. So we, we crossed this vast parking lot to get to the, uh, to the steel mill. And uh, we had to cross a set of railroad tracks to get in. But we, there was this old set of doors that opened up into what had to have been a, um, a worker's, you know, uh, uh, you know like a, just a locker room type area, right? Locker rooms and uh, just a place to chill out, you know, break room kind of place, right? It opened up into that. And... Uh, uh, from there, we were able to look into the, the whole steel mill. It's this huge open area, just like you'd expect it to be. Uh, most of the cranes and things had been removed, but there was still a lot of junk, a lot of equipment that had been taken out of its original locations and stocked all the way at the end. So you had all this equipment p- packed into one end of the building, you know, and the rest of it was kind of empty. But uh, it made it made this huge labyrinth of, like, used equipment just everywhere. Um, 
and that was a lot of fun in there. I, that was that was a, and and from what he had told me, uh, this place was not long to go before uh, something was going to happen to it. We, we he even told me it was, we might be the last people to explore the place. Uh, we actually heard workers working on the building next to it. Uh, a whole bunch of workmen were working on on the on the power plant, um, dismantling things and taking things down. Uh, turns out much later that Lackawanna Steel, that somebody had bought it, they were using it as storage, uh, something was going on there. Last time I was there, uh, a couple months ago, um, it's it's now no longer abandoned. You can't get anywhere near it. There's fences up. Uh, it's it's a no-go. But uh, it was a lot of fun while we were there, right? Uh, everything was, was exquisitely rusted, and uh, a lot of the equipment and a lot of the, uh, the, the, um, the gauges and the gears and the things along the sides of the walls, all that stuff was there. The electrical was still there. It was really cool. Um, was one of my first steel mills that I got to see, um, you know, during the pandemic. So, uh, and it was just, it was just a surreal, it's right along the, right along the lake shore. And it was just so quiet that day until the workers showed up. We were actually in the building and the workers showed up. So we were, we were just waiting for any minute for these guys to just come, you know, walking around a corner and see us there with our cameras. Um, luckily they never came inside, but, uh, yeah, like I want to steal. So, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it's being used and it's not torn down. You know, hopefully people will find a use for it. I'm hoping. You know, but uh, there you go. Um, God, there's so much stuff to talk about in Buffalo. Um, I don't want to do. I don't want to blow the entire wad in this episode. So I'm trying to think of what I got. A couple more things I want to talk about here with you guys, but uh, uh, I'll save the big one for last. The, the next one I want to talk about with you guys here is uh, the Otis Elevator and Curtis Wright plant. Um, also one of my favorite places in Buffalo to, to wander around if, you, if I've got the time. Uh, so you know, if you're familiar with Otis Elevator, Otis Elevator, they make elevators today, right? You see, if you get into an elevator in a hotel, you will usually see Otis. All right, they are a, a well-known brand. They make elevators for just about everybody. Um, but they go back to, well, 1906, at least in Buffalo. Uh, their company bought uh, 15 acres near the New York City Belt Railroad Line, which, uh, which is the same railroad line, I believe, that runs past um, the uh, terminal, Buffalo Terminal. Uh, they, they built their Buffalo Works there in February of 1906. Um, and they were building this place to build their famous plunger elevators, um, which at the time was built in, in, in Massachusetts. They wanted to build it in, in Buffalo. Uh, what, what the heck exactly is a plunger elevator? Well, it's a hydraulic elevator. Um, it's basically a plunger. Uh, it, it uses water, uh, counterweights and waters and valves to push a car up and down. Not, not like today where we have steel cables. It was actually water pressure um, you know, forcing air out and, and making the, the car go up and down uh, with that. So um, I can always see some guy in like a little, you know, an, an actual official elevator operator with his little lever there, right, with his little hat and, you know, what level, sir, right? You know, <laughs> that's how it was back in the day. You, you didn't press the button yourself. Some guy stood there and, uh, and, and pulled the lever and made it work for you. So I, always, I can always see that in my head. Um, which is kind of cool. They don't make elevators like that anymore, to my knowledge. All right, plunger elevators. All right. Um, so it was built, it was completed in 1907, uh, and at the time it cost $130,000. I don't know what that is in today's money, but I'm sure it's in the millions. Uh, it had 10 buildings, offices, shipping facilities, uh, machine shop, uh, electrical equipment shop, pattern vaults, power station, car and grill shop, escalator, they made escalators, uh, a foundry, uh, a couple of annexes, storehouses, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it was the, the full deal. Um, they built another foundry in, in 1913, and they added things to it uh, as they went, 39 and in 42. So during the war, 
they 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 added on. All right. Uh, now, eventually, um, after World War II, uh, Otis decided to move out of there, and it was bought by the Curtis Wright Corporation, which you know makes airplanes, airplane parts. Uh, they used the old works to, uh, you know, to, to do casting, forging, and extrusion stuff. So uh, they, they worked on the aerospace and aircraft components. Um, lots of General Electric engines and stuff like that. Uh, they did lots of jobs for the Air Force and the Air Express program, right? The United States Air Express. So they had government contracts, okay? Um, they produced uh, uranium heavy-walled tubing you know, for projects of the nuclear type during the Cold War. Um, and they expanded the place in 68. Um, I want to say that's what's now Niagara Machine and Tool next to it, I think. I'm not sure. Um, if you're from Buffalo and you know, by all means, let us know. Uh, and, and expanded. But, uh, of course, you know, all good things must come to an end. Um, and eventually, uh, the facilities got older and older, and they needed to be removed and built somewhere else, and by 93, uh, they moved out of there, and it's been pretty much abandoned ever since, uh, 93. Um, huge, huge place, and you can tell there's been collapses there since, there's a lot of areas, I'm, I'm gonna assume ever since things were scrapped out of there, uh, when, you, when you scrap these giant machines out of the floor, you lose some of the structural integrity, uh, there were whole walls that had collapsed, whole sections of floor that had collapsed, uh, there was this giant basement area where they had you know, you had these machines coming out of the basement and up into the structure of the building, uh, and these massive, massive, you know, multi-story machines, and they've been ripped out of there, and you've got these giant gouges in the floor, uh, you know, walls that helped support those, you know, fell over. So you have all these, all these brick walls just completely collapsed inside the building. Um, but of course, it has all those cool, you know, cool industrial stairwells and uh, uh, pipes, rusty pipes going everywhere. It's, it's an awesome place to shoot. Um, Rumor had it at one point they were going to tear it down, but it's still standing as of a couple months ago, so I don't know. Hard to say these days. Seems like everything's coming down. We've done, you know, we've talked about that before. Um, that's a whole other situation we won't get into today. All right. Uh, so Curtis Wright, you know, that's another place I would love to go back and check out. Um, we, uh, I've been there twice. Uh, the first time we were there, again, I, my camera was was junk. Uh, the second time I was there, uh, we were there, and we got spooked. We got spooked. Somebody else was there in that building, and I don't think they were explorers. We didn't know who they were. Uh, they kept making noises, and uh, it wasn't like, it wasn't kids. Uh, somebody was there. We were sort of being followed, and we didn't know who it was, um, so we decided to, 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 you know, to get out of there. We, uh, we dipped, but... Uh, it was just it was just a creepy vibe like you know you kind of know you know your sixth sense kicks in you know it's time to go right um who knows it was it was better to leave and uh not get decked or you know have my equipment stolen or whatever than than try to find out who they were uh, i want to say that to the two of us it was probably four four people that were there uh roaming around and uh they did not want to be seen but they followed us around and kept tabs on us and it was time to leave you know we're like let's get out of here all right uh, the final place I want to talk to you guys about today, um, I know I said that uh, Buffalo Terminal is one of my favorite places. Well, this this is right up there with it. Um, Buffalo is very well known for its grain silos, all right? Um, you know, being at one end of the Erie Canal, 
right? Buffalo at one point was this huge terminus for grain, you know, coming in and out of the Great Lakes, um, you know, on the Buffalo River, uh, right at the edge of Lake Erie. Uh, there are miles of these enormous abandoned grain silos that have been used since the last century. Uh, they call it Elevator Alley, right? It's, according to what I, I researched, it's the densest collection of cr- uh, concrete grain elevators on the planet, all right? It's huge. Uh, everywhere you look down there, there are grain silos. Um, locals call it Silo City. Um, some of them have been reused or repurposed, but many of them are sitting there. Uh, as far as I know, I think one of them is coming down right now. But uh, there are these huge silo complexes, um, and they're just massive. You look up, and it's just it's just like this monolith of, of concrete. Um, we went up into one of them. We were able to get access into one of them um, back in back in 2020. And uh, to get up to the top of this thing, you had to go up this rickety, this rickety ass uh, metal uh, spiral staircase, right? Rusty spiral staircase, and it's it was like inside of a cage almost. It was like it was like caged in with metal, um, but it wasn't secured. So as you're going up, it's it's just basically a staircase, you know, based around a giant metal pole that goes up story uh, multiple stories, you know, probably ten stories. Right, I, I'm guessing. I can't remember exactly how many stories. It was a lot. It was a long way up. All right. So this thing, this this like the stairway is moving around as you're moving through this cage. Like it's held in by the cage, but the stairwell is kind of moving as you're going up it. So it was janky as hell. Um, it was worth it though. <laughs> it was worth it was worth the terror of going up this thing. You knew you weren't gonna fall out of it because the cage was solid, but um, to have this thing moving and swaying around, it was kind of definitely, definitely a little. Uh, a little off um but anyway at the top where do i begin i mean all the conveyor belts for the grain that would that would that would you know bring the grain across these huge you know areas up top um we're all still there right so you have like you know all these little rows of of, of grain conveyor belts where the grain would just you know it would come along it would, it would get unloaded from the boats or whatever and uh down these conveyor belts and then into the the silos um and the, the belts are still there. They're, they're still on there. And what's kind of cool about it is water has settled onto the belts. So water that has fallen or rain that has come in, you have water on the belts. And, and what's the greatest shot in the world was, was these belts with water, and you had the reflection of the ceiling in the belts. Um, it was an awesome, awesome place. Just, it kept going and going. Just this huge, I swear to God, it was like a half mile long. I'm, I know I'm exaggerating, but it felt like it was a half mile long. Uh, you keep walking and walking and just you're and you're you're like 10 stories up in the air right you're way up in the air um and, and it was just it was a surreal place you know all the uh the pipes are still in place all that stuff you know the uh the nozzles are all still there everything that would would get the grain uh from the boats below you know up up the grain elevator to the um, to the conveyor belts and, and into the silos it's all still there all still there um i almost busted my ankle in this place because I was so enamored with what I was seeing, I didn't notice this little this little tiny hole in the floor, um, and my foot went right into that and up to my calf, and it hurt like a mofo. Man, did that hurt! I thought for sure I'd broken something. You know, I was able to pull it out. Um, it was very tender for a week or so, but I, luckily I didn't break anything. But it hurt. Um, you know, that's what you get when you don't pay attention. I've been there and done that before. Uh, but Silo City is really cool, and the view of Buffalo from the top, oh my god, the view is something else. Um, 
I would love to see it at night. I don't know if there's any way to get it there at night. I, I'm sure we could do it. I would love to see Buffalo at night from the tops of the silos. Um, it, there was so much there, we didn't even get to see it all because it was starting to get dark, and we had to leave. We had to go back to Cleveland because it was Sunday, and we had to go back to work, right? So we didn't get to see the whole thing. I would love to go back and just spend hours there and poke around um, inside the silos. So uh, it's very unique to Buffalo. It's like, it's like Buffalo's unique gem are these the silos. Um, just amazing. Uh, some of these silos have actually been renovated, like I said. Um, the bottoms of them are all hollowed out, so there have been some groups that have built art uh, art exhibits down there, like art, art studios down there. Uh, there's a bar in, uh, down there in one of them, I believe. Um, there's festivals that they hold there, cultural events, that kind of stuff. So they actually have like, 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 like event areas inside the bottoms of some of these silos. So they are reusing it. Uh, if you go out around the area of the silos, there's all these old rusted train tracks that are just kind of swallowed up by, by overgrowth. Uh, if you look down, you can still see all the train tracks that came into the area, these old rusted tracks. All right. Um, you know, but uh, it, it's definitely something to see. Uh, even if you don't go inside of them, they are amazing to shoot from the ground level. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, it, 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 <laughs> being from Cleveland, uh, you know, we have a river very similar to the Buffalo River. Obviously, we have the Cuyahoga here. Uh, they have the same situation where they have ore, ore freighters and all kinds of ships coming and going. So it's really cool to sit on the tops of these silos and just watch the boats uh, and shoot the boats from up there. There's always something going on on the river. Um, it's pretty neat. Uh, speaking of boats, all right, uh, next to Silo City is this kind of mysterious... And it's an old docked boat, an old docked excursion steamship, right, with several levels to it, just docked on, uh, on the side of the river, just up against the silos. Uh, the first time we went there back in 2019, um, we didn't know it was there. We, we come around the back corner of this silo, and here's this big old ship, and it was lit up. Like, it had power. There was nobody around, but, like, the... the, 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 the uh, uh, I want to say it was almost like Christmas lights. It had, like, it had like lights like on the insides, running along the insides of the windows, and they were all on. There was nobody around. Um, you know, of course, we wanted to jump on this thing and get some pictures, but then we didn't. You know, we didn't know. You know, was somebody on there? Was on our cameras? Uh, so we never, we never got around to that. I, I remember getting some pictures of it, um, but we never got on board. It was the USS Columbia. All right, I did, I did do some research on the Columbia. Uh, it is the last remaining excursion steamship from the turn of the 20th century in existence. All right, Her sister ship, uh, the SS St. Clair, burned in 2018, so she is the last. Um, they were designed by Frank Kirby and Louis O. Keel, uh, and uh, it's, uh, in 1979 they, they, they made it a National Register of Historic Places. Um, it's, it's been all over the place. I want to say it, it, it's, it's been sent from place to place on the Great Lakes. It was in Toledo for a while. Uh, right now, I think 20, or 2019, uh, it was docked at Silo City. So we, we must have seen it not that long after it got docked there. Um, supposedly, there's work being done to rehabilitate it, but I don't know. I hope so. It looked like a beautiful boat. Sure as hell made for some great shots. Um, it's an awesome-looking boat. So if you're ever down there and you, know, you kind of peek around one of the silos, just watch out for the, bar, the guys at the bar. All right, you can probably get some really good shots of it. Really cool boat. Uh, I don't recommend going on it, though, because I think it's being watched. I think it has cameras on it, so just, you know, 
mind your manners. All right. Um, so anyway, uh, that's that's a few stories from from Buffalo. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other ones I could tell you guys. I don't want to overdo it tonight. I do have one story I want I want to tell you before I before I let you guys go. It had nothing to do with abandoned buildings. Um, when I was there in in 2020, hanging out with uh, with Ghost Town Jake at the end of our day, at the end of our explore day, uh, he was taking me to this pizza place. That he he's like, this is the, you got to get pizza from this place. So we're we're driving around downtown. Buffalo going to this pizza place. He was going to pick up some pizza to take home, and I was going to take some back to the hotel. And uh, before we went, we were we were just kind of driving around. We we had ordered it, and we had like you know an hour before we could pick it up. So we're driving around town. All right, we're checking out some different locations to see you know is it open, is it not? We're you know reconning some stuff, and uh, it's already dark out. We're driving down some street, and uh, we're driving kind of slow. And all of a sudden, this guy comes racing down the street and comes up behind us and just starts laying on the horn, laying on the horn. We're like, he's like, what? And, and of course, Ghost Town Jake's like, screw this guy. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm looking at something. So, uh, you know, you go around me. Uh, well, this guy wouldn't go around. And finally, he comes, he comes running up along the side. He comes driving along the side. He rolls his window down and he starts, you know, mother effing us. And just, it's this angry dude, this angry black dude is just yelling at us. And just every, every, every foul word in, in the planet you can imagine, he's launching at us. Well, Ghost Town Jake, of course, is like, hell with that. I'm going to say something back. So they got into this fight, this yelling match. And uh, like, oh, shit, we're going to die. This guy's going to pull a gun. Um, finally, uh, you know, Ghost Town Jake hits, hits the, the gas, and off we go. This dude chased us through town. And every time we'd get to a stoplight, this guy would, like, come up alongside and start yelling and screaming. And uh, it was nuts. <laughs> I was like, we're, we're going to die before I even get to taste this pizza. Um, Luckily, the dude, the dude kind of veered off after a while, and it was fine. We we still laugh about it today. I talked, I talked to uh, with him a couple months ago, and uh, we're still laughing about it today. It was kind of a funny situation, but uh, at the moment, it, it was not. <laughs> but uh, he assured me that kind of stuff happens all the time. I'm like, well, I could see that it happens in Cleveland too. So it's not like it's you know wasn't like a unique thing to Buffalo. I wasn't holding it against Buffalo because that stuff happens in Cleveland, like probably every night of the week. Um, but anyway. Uh, that is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got for tonight. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if it's short. I wanted to have a longer episode this week, but as you know, things are just tight and weird and crazy, and I'm hoping by next week things will calm down. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed it, right? Um, I, I am always one who tries to prepare, like, way more than I need to for anything just because I need it to be. I want to, I have, I have that perfectionist streak. I want it to be good. I want it to sound good. I want it to be interesting, you know, for you guys. Uh, so when I don't have a plan, I just kind of have to wing it. I'm always wondering whether it worked out the way I wanted it to. Um, but anyway, yeah, hopefully you guys had a a good time tonight. Um, I will be back next week. Uh, I have a week left till spring break and I'm excited. So we'll see. We'll see. I I haven't decided what I'm going to talk about next week. I want to have a, I want to take a look at my archives and see what might be something cool to talk about. I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, Yeah. That's how bewildered I am right now. I'm very, very tired. <laughs> so I'm babbling on and on. Before I babble even further, I'm going to let you guys go. All right, so if you enjoyed the show, uh, by all means, uh, hang, hang out uh, at the Facebook page, Mr. P Explorers. Uh, you know, swing by the uh, Instagram uh, and the Twitter and the uh, Vero page and just say hi, say hello. Uh, keep sending in questions. All right, a lot of you guys have been sending in questions to those places for further question and answer uh, episodes like we had last week. Keep sending those in. Uh, and, and again, thank you to all you guys. Thank you very much for your, your patronage. It's awesome that you guys write me and let me know what you think and, uh, and that you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm glad to be out here doing it. 
um, having fun, telling stories. Uh, it's always nice to know you guys are out there listening. So uh, thank you to all of you. Uh, thank you for all of your kind words and all of your uh, enthusiasm and um, constructive ideas and that kind of thing. Really, really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. All right. Uh, and with that, I'm going to let you guys go. Have a wonderful evening. Uh, have an amazing weekend. Get out there, explore. Um, I will see you guys next week. All right. Enjoy. Uh, this is Mr. P signing out.